Welcome to the Homeschool Together podcast. Where one working mom and a stay-at-home dad help you navigate the nuts and bolts of the growing and dynamic world of homeschooling. With a focus on early learners. Like me! All the ins and outs of building and maintaining your homeschool life. Homeschool! Find out tips and tricks to make things like this easier. I'm reading! And ultimately, enjoy educating your kids. And what's that last thing? Have fun together! Did I do good, Daddy? (laughs) Yeah, you did, sweetie. Good job. Hello and welcome back to Homeschool Together. Thank you so much for joining us. And if you have an opportunity, head down into the show notes and click on some links. You you make the choice. It's a choose your adventure of how you <laughs> want to support the podcast. Do you want to leave us a message? Do you want to subscribe to us on YouTube? Do you want to like check out our Gumroad store? Whatever you want to choose. Choose pay, you know, if, if you want to do that, go to page four. If you want to go over here, go to page seven and over here, page thirteen. And guess what? <laughs> on none of the paths you die, and everything ends up perfect because you have helped us. Anyway, Ariel, give me a give me a funky bass line. Doom, boom, doom, doom. Get up on the floor. Come on, Ariel. Get up off of that thing. thing. Dance up, till you feel better. Yeah, no. get up. No, on. You so, are so weird. I'm I'm the worst. Um, I I like Ariel. I'm feeling the chitty chitty bang bang. Uh, uh, yes, from your we play this week. we just yes. put on the the community I'm theater feeling, production. I'm feeling Dick really Van Dyke. Like I'm, I want to dance. Yeah, and no, I'm, we're I'm, we're mixing a lot of genres here. This is <laughs> this is not. Good. I don't know that I'm proud of this. Um, <laughs> You're not proud of me. <laughs> How are you not proud of me? Anyway, let's get on to it. So you had this idea. Um, you, you came to me, Ariel, in, in our in our in our office meetings, and you said. Um, you know, CEO of uh, Homeschool Together, <laughs> uh, honorary CEO, not not non-binding uh, a job. So um, I have a wonderful idea for a podcast. I said, green light it. It was sort of like the, you know, it was like sort of that old joke about Netflix. Netflix. Just everything's been green lit. Yeah. yeah. So I green lit it even before I heard it. But give me the pitch. So yeah, we're we're calling this uh, get on the floor because we've we've get got up on the floor. <laughs> You are so. It is very late at night. I just want to preface this. Um, and if and all of you are listening to this, um, the podcast drop. Uh, we are recording this about seven hours ago before the podcast dropped. <laughs> yeah. No, we've had a very long week uh, launching this community theater project. Um, we're running on empty, both of us. You've been with the kids for like the whole day and the whole evening. Forever. Forever uh, and ever. I've been and at ever. the theater until after 11 every night. So um, forgive us for being a, a little bit snarky and funny. But so, but the, the point of this is actually is actually a serious topic. And it's something that I've wanted to do, I really wanted to do it here in January. It's the new year. And, you know, we talked about resolutions last week and things. And it's always kind of that time for rebirth and and reflection. Um, And this is the point where I really, you know, we're always thinking about what do we want to do better? What do we want to do differently this year? Um, And so a good friend of ours told me this story. And it just, this was was late last year. And it was so impactful Mm -hmm. on me and really just... I, f- I felt like I had like a mental, you know, a, a shift um, on my axis when she told me this. And I just really wanted to share this with you in this concept and talk to you about, we want to start a discussion about how this has changed things for us. So so my friend told this story, uh, and I'm, I may butcher parts of it, but I, I will hopefully get the, the intent and the gist. And that is that they had heard about this amazing co-op preschool. 
and everyone was raving about this preschool and how great it was. And so they signed their child up and they went to the preschool and she went, you know, a number of days and she sat there, you know, and she watched and she was like, I just like, I mean, yeah, it's okay, but I'm not, she, she felt like she was missing something. Like, what am I missing? Mm-hmm. Everyone is raving about this. This is such a great experience. And I'm feeling like this is just kind of, eh, you know, this is blah, right? And one of the other parents came up to her and said, like, what are you doing? Like, why are you sitting there? Like, get on the floor. Like, mm-hmm. this is a, this is a co-op preschool. You got to get in. You got to be involved. And it clicked with her at that moment. She got down on the floor and she started playing with her kid and helping other kids and interacting with different. And she became part of, you know, the model of the co-op preschool of everyone kind of sharing in that learning and sharing in that joy. And, and through that, she found the joy of this thing. And she understood then why everyone thought this was such a great place. And so it was such an impactful moment for her that it really became their family motto. So now with everything that they do, they say, get on the floor. So as a family, they don't involve themselves in things unless they're ready to really commit and, you know, give of themselves. They don't just kind of passively do things. Mm. And to me, this was just such a, a shattering moment because I think we do a lot of things passively where we kind of go like, oh yeah, sure. We can do a little bit of that, a little bit of this, and we'll do some of that. And it's like, you're kind of sprinkling yourself, but mm. you're not really giving of yourself and engaging in that. And I thought about this in relation to activities, in relation to sports, in relation to volunteering that we may do. Mm -hmm. So in relation to our homeschool, I immediately connected this with like, are we just kind of going through the motions? (laughs) You know, are we just teaching this subject like, okay, well, the book says page, blah, blah, blah. You know, and there's some of that, right? There's some of this is like, hey, this is the math lesson and this is what we're doing. And and there's some pieces like that, but there's plenty of other pieces where are we just kind of like, you know, the curriculum says to do this. So we're going to do this. We're going to read this book. You're going to color that page. We're going to do this exercise. Are we really, are we really getting out what we want? from our homeschool. I think those are the times when we sit and go like, God, everyone's raving about homeschool. Everyone's, you know, everyone I know who homeschools, they just love it and their family loves it. Like, why? Why am I not seeing the joy? Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if that those are the times when we are not engaged enough. We are not giving enough of ourselves. And so we wanted to have this conversation about engagement, you know, and how we can really like get on the floor with our homeschool. Mm-hmm. Like, let's get involved. Let's get our hands dirty. And let's be a part of it because at the end of the day, I think the message that I got from their story was, you know, you get out what you put in. We kind of always knew that, Mm -hmm. but I never really, I don't think I took it to heart the right way. And now as a family, we're, we've really changed the way that we look at things. You know, it's now it's like, okay, you're coaching, you're coaching both of our girls teams at the same time. You know, I'm taking a very active role in scouts now, and I'm a leader. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm, we're really cautious about the things that we're now committing to because we want to know that we can kind of be all in. So we need to look at our homeschool and say, like, are we spreading ourselves too thin? Are mm-hmm. we taking on a bunch of things that we can't really fully engage in? And then we're just having, like, surface learning for us, for our kids. And are we leaving the space to really find the joy? You know, we talked about this last week. I kind of mentioned it with my analogy to the Bilbo Baggins, right? Too much, too little uh, butter spread over too much bread. And I I think, I think, I think with this engagement thing, it can come from a couple different ways. You can be overstretched 
where you mm-hmm. can't give enough of yourself. I think that's one element of it. I think there's another element of it too, like kind of what, you know, the story that you told where when you first approach something, it may not appear, you know, it may not, you know, live up to what you, you would you thought it was right. Or, um, it, it's not, you know, to this level of, of enjoyment that you, you thought it would, maybe you were expecting to be a little bit of passive and I had to, we have to draw you into it. I saw mm-hmm. this, it was very funny. I, you know, I'll tell you a little story, but last year, when, uh, earlier this earlier last year when I was uh, doing the volleyball coaching, um, one of the last game, last practices we had, you know, I, I always have the parents on the bench and you know, on the bleachers and they're all mm-hmm. watching and, you know, enjoying and their kids playing and everything. And at the very end of the last practice and it was all moms and we got all the moms off the, the bleachers and all the kids played against the moms. And I can tell you what, there was like, it went from sitting there on your phone, doing the normal thing, mm-hmm. waiting yeah. till practice is over, yep. doing all this stuff, right? To the fact that all of a sudden we had these women out there who had ears to ear, you know, ear to ear smiles. They were laughing and joking and running after things. And all of a sudden they, they felt engaged and you could just yeah. see the light change uh, on their face because it was something they weren't expecting. And after the practice, they were laughing and joking and talking and the kids loved it and everything. Yeah. There was this moment where they really enjoyed it. We saw this too when we were at your, your parents' house for the holidays and mm-hmm. um, it was a miracle. We dragged your mom out onto the pickleball court. Yeah, they got us a pickleball set, and which that, was surprisingly fun, and y'all. That, and, and that lady who, you know, doesn't really, you know, that she's not scream athletics. <laughs> no, no, she's not very active. And she's very sedentary. I watched that woman, you know, like, uh, uh, like a like a tennis star, like a Pete Sampras running across. <laughs> she had and she came so after it, fun. and she she had so much fun, and she was playing with her granddaughter, and I, it really like you could just see that spark, right? And a lot of times, you know, we get stuck in our ruts, or we get stuck in these expectations, and sometimes they're personal expectations that we put ourselves, yeah. you know, within that box, and all we've got to do is open it and exit it ourselves. Um, but sometimes they're you know they're outside forces keeping us in. Um, but if we can break through. And have a little bit of a moment. We can see the joy in what we're doing. You know, seeing that that moment when your child begins to read, or when they're able to do that complex math problem, or you know, they balance their chemistry equation for the first time and they figured out how to you know, you know, do molar reactions or whatever it might be, right? Or you know, they're doing some type of athletic event or whatever it might be. You see that joy, and then you get to participate in that. Yeah, it's, it's this moment where you kind of wonder, and, and it made me think. I. I I left that conversation thinking like, what times have I been a spectator in my own life? Yeah, right. Right? Oh, that's a great way to put it. You're, you're yeah, a spectator a, in your own child's. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. Like, I'm like, okay, we're doing homeschool. We're reading. Um, you know, we were just talking about reading a book right now. And you're like, I don't even know what's going on in this book. I'm reading it. <laughs> my kids love it. But I don't even like the the level of engagement you've actually had with the material is so low in this one particular case, because yeah. it's not your favorite book, um, that you're like, I don't even, I don't even know. So it's like, well, it's also dragging me down because like when I would normally be excited about something or want to finish something, I find other excuses to go do something else. Right. right. Because I don't want to do this thing. Well, it's so easy to say, check the box, right? There's yeah. when you're talking about homeschool and you have your, your child's entire education on your shoulders, right? That's a lot of weight. And I think one of the things that we do is we find, we find these curriculum resources. That's like, okay, look, this is prescriptive. This tells me what I have to do. I'm going to go through these motions. And ostensibly when I finish all the things on the checklist of this curriculum, my child should have finished, you know, second grade math. And this should have happened. Mm-hmm. And 
I think that there's a tendency for us to kind of disengage ourselves with it because it's like, hey, this is telling me what to do and all I need to do is do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and so this is where I, th- I think we're trying to challenge ourselves now to be more active participants, be, you know, be the lifelong learners that we really are mm-hmm. and say like, how can we be curious about this material? What can we find that's interesting about it to keep us engaged and for us to find that nugget? We've, we started recently on our, our vlog on YouTube, we're, we're doing ancient civilizations right now. And I've been finding books to read that are like adult fiction or nonfiction books that go with what we're studying. Mm-hmm. We've been watching, you know, movies that are adult you know, movies about topics we just well, finished. Great, great example. We we just finished Alexander through Macedonia. We'll have right. a video coming up in a couple of weeks. It's the last video for Greece. Um, and we watched the Alexander movie. That, exactly. And but, we were, I'm like we chose so the, much more engaged. The ultimate cut. Oh yeah. It was like three and a half hours, <laughs> but we're like, oh wow. Yeah. Okay. Now I have a whole different understanding. Yeah, right. And you know, how can I engage with this? I, I think the, the thing about homeschooling, we were talking about this before recording. It's like, you know, you have a student and, and uh, a student and teacher relationship Mm -hmm. in school. And if you come home to your homeschool and you try to have a student teacher relationship, I think you're really missing out on the joy because the joy is really not this type top down driven. It's this partnership or team based, depending Mm -hmm. on how many kiddos you have, where you're just as much of a learner as your student. Mm -hmm. You're not learning maybe the same thing they are, I mean, sometimes you are. There, we've we've learned a ton through ancient civilizations oh, that yeah. we did not know. But um, you know, you're at a different level. But there's something that you're learning too, and you're an active participant in that learning process yep. for whatever pieces that you're getting. And so we want to just kind of challenge ourselves and you to think about how can you be less a spectator and more a participant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. And I, and I, I get this a little bit with the coaching. I get it with. Um, specifically with the math with my daughter, you know, math is always an easy subject for me. It always came naturally. I excelled in it. I probably could have been a math major and gone and gone and done that as easy as I went to physics. Um, funny thing is, is that I take it for granted, like, just like learning to, you know, speak English or, um, learning to ride a bicycle. We, we, as adults just take it for granted because we just know how to do this stuff. Mm-hmm. And the hard part is to approach to see it through the eyes of the student who's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't yeah. know how to add fractions. I don't know that, you know, seven over eight is less than one and eight over seven is greater than one. How do I articulate that to, you know, my child? Mm-hmm. And I see this sometimes in basketball when I like put a drill together, there's a specific thing I want them to learn. And I want, I, you know, I got 10 kids and, you know, if eight of them walk away with understanding the information I want. I want as a coach, right? <laughs> yeah. And and how do I how do I give them that that you know that knowledge? And I've had drills where I've given it to them, or I've had math problems, or you know whatever it might be, reading problems, you know how to, how to do this type of you know sound or whatnot. And you you see that you're bombing. It's sort of like a comedian. You know you're bombing because the whole crowd <laughs> is quiet, right? And your student is bombing. You know you're bombing and you're not doing a good job. And you go, wow, how can I? change how I teach this? How can I engage more with the material? How do I, how can I be more empathetic on their side and understand, you know, how are they learning this material? And a lot of times it requires you to dive deeper into it, to become more involved and really test it. You know, like a lot of times it's just not doing the checklist. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you, the checklist doesn't work. And we've talked to so many parents who've said, 
oh, this curriculum didn't work. We had to go to a different one or this didn't work for my student. You know, I'm starting to teach my my four and a half year old how to read and 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 do math. And I'm seeing like, okay, she doesn't like it when I do this type of stuff, but she likes it when I do this type of stuff. I'm going to do more of that, right? Because that helps her understand. So getting more involved, just like what you said, is like becoming a participant in the educational experience and becoming a participant in your children's education, I think is the great way to put that is you got to participate almost as if like, okay, imagine I'm learning this for the first time. Yeah. Don't take it for granted. Just like, oh yeah, I understand how to do multiplication. Oh yeah, I've mem- you know, I've memorized my multiplication tables. Well, they haven't. Yeah. And so it's hard for them when they see that, that problem. That's scary for them. It requires a lot of thinking and a lot of patience and they don't have that patience that you have. So you're right. I, I, I really like that idea of becoming a participant as opposed to just this top-down educator that just is driving material into their heads. I think that's a better way to put it. Yeah, and and being really present. So if this is something that, if this sounds like something that you're struggling with, and I think we struggle with this too, it's being present, that feeling that, you know, you're just going through the motions or, you know, are my kids really learning this? You know, you're, you're not, or you're not finding the joy in your homeschool. We, we've kind of been brainstorming some ideas, some thoughts. Yeah. So, so first up, you know, if we want to try to change course, unplug. This is a big one for us. We're also connected. We've got our phones all the time and our phones and our computers, our iPads and stuff. They are great learning resources. They are yeah. fantastic. Our, yeah. our children love them. Love and they love all of the music and they love documentaries and they love all the things we could ask Google and our daughter is asking Google Home how to spell stuff. And yep. it's, I mean, it's great. The technology is great, but it's not great when it's taking our focus away from the, the process of learning from the discovery. I feel like sometimes it's like, oh yeah, do that math page. I'm just going to scroll on my phone a little bit, yes, you yes. know? Um, so, you know, it's, it's kind of like unplug, be present. One of the other things about being present is for us, especially, you know, we're on our phones too. I mean, we, we struggle with this. This is not, especially we've got, you know, I'm looking at email stuff comes in for work and, yeah, right. you know, we have lots of commitments outside the home. Um, but also we're, we got like a lot going on in the home. We have chores, we have our workouts we've got to do, we've got to cook, we've got, you know, but there's other things. Yeah. And we really struggle sometimes because we're often multitasking. It's like, hey, yeah, do that math sheet. I'm going to go do the dishes, yeah, exactly. you know, yes. and, and it's not. I'm, I'm going to sweep while you do, read me these words. R- right. Yeah. Right. So while we're feeling like, hey, we're winning, right? Because we're managing our time really well. On the other hand, we're really not giving of ourselves to our student. And they know. They absolutely know that you are distracted, that you aren't, you know, you aren't caring to be engaged with them Mm -hmm. right then. Because you've got something else you've got got to do. They can see you're not making them the priority. Or if daddy doesn't think this is important enough that he can go and sweep while I am doing my mm-hmm. adjectives worksheet, you know, maybe this isn't as important as I think. Right. It is. How often have we asked our daughter to our eight year old to do something that she's totally capable of doing? And if we were sitting at the table with her, she would do. Yeah. But we say, hey, will you do this. I'm going to go and fold laundry and I'll be right back. Please take care of this. We get back and it hasn't been touched. No. Right. Because she's just like, oh, well, you know, there, she doesn't, I don't think that she sees the chores as like, 
that necessity, she's seeing like, oh, they're just not engaged. This must not be, like you say, this must not be important. Yeah, right. So what we've been trying to do lately, we've been getting up early to do our workout before the kids are really, where they're just like having breakfast, mm-hmm. you know, or, or they're, they're not awake yet. So we've been trying to get that done early. So that's not something that's like, hey, I got to put, I got to put you off because I've got to go do this thing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been trying to work together so that, when we need to do chores, one of us is paying attention to the kids and the other one can have time to do the dishes or whatever. And we've been staying up after the kids go to bed and prioritizing getting our chores done, whether that's dishes or getting things clean or getting things prepped or whatever. We're trying to prioritize doing that after they go to bed. And that includes podcasting, which is why we do this so late because we don't want to say, Hey kids, you know, sit in front of the TV while we do this, we do this episode. Um, they'd love it. They would love it. They would love that. Yeah, they would. Uh, but we're really trying to be conscious of like when it's their time giving all of ourselves to their time and then, you know, saying, okay, good. You know, we're done with, with school. It's like, Hey, it's time for quiet time. That's fine. It's time for us to sit and read, have our quiet time, do our chores, whatever. But when it's school time or when we're doing something with them, whether it's reading or listening to them read or whatever, we're engaged with them that we can really be there. We can Mm -hmm. really be present. So that would be kind of our first advice is just to try to unplug and really be present. So the next point you have here is about getting hands-on. So basically... This is going to be a struggle for me. Oh, I know. (laughs) Finding those activities, you know, the experiments, whatever they might be that is active for both you and your learner. I found... You know, you're absolutely right. You brought up that whole thing where the, oh, everything's just a checklist. So I read these books. Okay, great. No, no engagement. Good. We've done this thing. Okay, now do your copy work. Okay, great. Let's do some math problems. Okay, great. And there's just no like back and forth. It's just like do, do, do. And right. there's really no enjoyment. There's no there's no vitality in the, in the education. Right. Where's the time to discuss? Where's yeah. the time to go on those rabbit trails? Where's the time to get hands on? And I am like one that's like... I hate like messy things. And so I'm I'm looking at this up and I'm 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 doing a bunch of research about how to be more present and how to really get engaged in hand and, and being hands-on is like a big piece of that. Yeah. Um that's one of the biggest recommended pieces is being hands-on. Like don't be afraid to get messy. Get in there, do the art, you know? I mean heaven forbid, get the slime out, right? Like a slime has never entered my house because, but my children would love it. And to talk about that from a science perspective, mm-hmm. right? Or my, our younger daughter loves to paint. I absolutely loathe it because it's so messy. Guess what I did last night when you were at the play? Play-Doh. Yeah. Oh, I pulled the Play-Doh out right. last night. You're, you're living, you're, you are uh, like, practicing what you preach I, here I because did. you hate the Play-Doh. No, because it's the worst. I have to sweep up all the nubs. Because there's tiny little bits that get everywhere. And for the longest time, I had issues with the fact that colors were getting mixed. Yeah. But I'm like, man, the Play-Doh is so cheap. I'll just throw it away well, and, and get some more Play-Doh. And she doesn't actually care that the colors are mixed. No, she doesn't to, care. To her, that is a feature, not a bug. <laughs> yeah. Right? So... So yeah, we're trying to be like, okay, it's okay to be messy. Yeah. It's okay to, and and not just to say, here kids, go do this thing and be messy, mm-hmm. but to get in and get messy ourselves. Yeah, like, and I've been noticing this where one of the, the morning uh, Kanban tasks is basketball. And I've, a few times I've just said, hey, just go out and do your dribble drills. I have it on the wall, go, go get it done. And she gets out there and she just, she doesn't engage with it and everything. I'm like, you know what? This week I am going to go out there with her I am going to, you know, be a defender. I'm going to play with you. I'm going to try and knock it out of your hands. And mm-hmm. she's going to have a lot more fun. I guarantee you the giggle factor will be through the roof. 
she's going to do it longer than mm-hmm. if she just did it alone, where she would just do it for two two minutes and then and quit. Um, she's going to be more fulfilled. She's going to probably learn more. And what's it going to cost me? Seven, eight minutes of my time to right. go out there. Right. It's and, so it's so minimal, really. And 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 to you know chase her around a little bit. And great, I get a few extra steps. My heart rate <laughs> gets up a little bit. I burn a few extra calories. Wonderful. I can have a Girl Scout cookie. Girl Scout season. (laughs) (laughs) It's cookie time. It's cookie time. Um, And so, you know, getting that engagement, I I agree with you. Getting out there, it just ups the experience. It's it's sort of one of those things. I always make the joke that I um, every time you go and do something where the child ends up giggling and laughing and whatnot, and it's just like inside out. You just built a new core memory. And what yeah, did it? What did it yeah. catch you? It's like you could just see the ball rolling down, and and Joy picks it up, and she puts it into the memory bank, and you just built a new core memory. And what did right. it cost you? And really, you built yourself a core memory. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Like watching her run down the court uh, this weekend and shoot a basket. You know, see her ear to ear, and then like I'm already six feet in the air, jumping with my arm up. You know, it's like. I just got a core memory. She got a core memory. We'll remember this moment and whatnot. So what's the cost of a core memory to you, you know, when you're trying to make it fun? And it doesn't mean that your math problems have to be, you know, super entertaining. It doesn't mean that everything has to be Pinterest level. Like, you know, everything has to be amazingly intricate. You go and do a little bit of basketball with her and then you come back in and say, hey, let's do a quick reading thing. Okay, no problem. Let's do it. Right, like right. they're more engaged. I just had a lot of fun right here. And yeah, sure, I'll, I'll do a little bit of reading for you, Dad. And, and the surprising thing is, you know, it doesn't have to be, I'm continually amazed how imperfect and um, even low preparation things have to be for our kids to absolutely be so engaged. Mm-hmm. You know, they want, rather than, you know, I, I know you love to like read while you're like pacing around the table, right? Getting my steps. Getting your steps. But sitting with them where you have a kid under each arm and you're reading to them together is a totally different experience for them. And they're actually, sometimes I found that they're really not engaging with the material in the same way because they're like busy doing something else and you're also reading. And so it's like, you know, we're having to try to balance this time management. And there's been some stuff in the curriculum that we've said, you know what, this this isn't kind of the key thing for us. You know, this isn't, this isn't making or breaking it for us. We would rather do less and do it well Mm -hmm. and, and do it with engagement than, you know, because they're not going to remember all that other stuff that we kind of just half did. Right. And so that's kind of our, you know, it's what we're trying to get at here. So if you can get hands on, if you can, you know, connect it to real world applications with what you're, what you're studying, take a field trip. Mm -hmm. I mean, that stuff means so much more. Our daughter remembers the most trivial stuff that happened outside and away from the house. That, And I'm continually amazed how much more impactful that is than just telling her about it or opening a book. And, and the next one here is to, you know, be curious yourself, right? And show the curiosity. I'll give you a great example. Last night, we, you know, at the end of the night, I cuddled up. I said, all right, we'll watch a little bit of YouTube. Um, and I picked a video. It was, for some reason, I don't know why I picked it. It was this 
home restoration in Portugal from these British British people. Oh my gosh. Now our YouTube is going to be flooded oh, with oh, home restoration. I'll, I'll give That's you two. why the old school house thing was it. I was like, why yeah. is this like repairing two, an old Two you know, videos house. over the last two nights. First one, my four and a half year old. So there's this whole genre of YouTube videos where these guys who are landscaping guys will go to people's houses that are overgrown and say, hey, I'll, let me mow your lawn for free and I'll you know, take care of everything for you and I just need to film it for my YouTube channel. And people are like, oh yeah, go ahead, click, you know, mow my lawn for free, right? And it's the grass is like seven feet high and all this stuff and it looks awful, right? 35 minute long video, me and the four and a half year old watched this guy edge and mow and she, she was wanted to know all about it. She all wanted to it. know about each piece of equipment he was using, yep. why, what the technique was about, she was so interested. And well, then and the you got thing, really curious he, he, too because you were like, yeah. interesting. So he was doing this, this like special edger tool. Then he would weed whack and then he did the blower. And then we watched that like three or four times. I said, oh, what's coming up next? She goes, oh, the blower's coming up next. So like she had already learned his his rhythm and she was learning yeah. how the grass was getting cut. And it's such a silly thing, but we you know, really spent the time together and engaged with it. It was a lot of fun. And then we did it again yeah. last night with the two girls we watched them restore this old, like it seemed dangerous being in this house in Portugal. And they they did this whole home renovation, 18 months long and like this like kind of a sped up 40 minute video. And I was asking the girls like, what are they doing there? And they're like, oh, they're tearing down the ceiling. I'm like, oh, what are they doing over here? They're, oh, they're putting up the stairs. And like they were seeing the whole process of putting this beautiful house together from, you know, what was really like almost something that should be condemned and destroyed. And they rebuilt it to this beautiful thing. And we spent 40 minutes just geeking out on this. And right. it's such a silly thing, but being curious with them. Normally, a lot of times I would take that moment and just say, oh, you know, girls, it's the end of the night. Why don't you go, go play? And I'm going to have a little bit of quiet time. Well, I invested that 30 or 40 minutes with them. Nor I hate sitting on the couch. You know me, like yeah, I'm not yeah. a couch guy. And so I, I sat on the couch, pulled out the blanket. I didn't fall asleep. And <laughs> we watched the we watched the video and it was a great experience. We were curious. We were asking questions. You know, how does he do that? What do you yeah. think? How is Having how such it? a dialogue about it. It, it was. And it was such a, an, an enriching experience. And it's just a good example of like what we can do when it comes to our education and, and, and how little it requires of us to get these just really good experiences. And the, yeah, the, and our daughter's now asking me about like, how was this built? Yeah, and I was wondering where that was coming from when she was asking about like, is it wood inside the walls? Yeah. Is it block? Is it, you know, she's asking about like how it's framed and she's yeah. thinking about things deeper and I'm like, okay, cool. So this was a moment, this is a great, this is a great example of being really curious and I think it's hard. It's hard sometimes when we're not excited about the material. No, no. To be curious, um, but you know, there's there's like a nugget in everything that we can get interested in. Yeah. Everything has some element, uh, especially when we're going through history stuff. Man, we are we are really curious about that because it's something that we don't really remember very well from school. No. And we're learning just a whole ton watching videos and doing, you know, reading kind of adult nonfiction books and things where we're really getting into it. And I think that curiosity is really rubbing off on them. And I can't tell you how many times I've heard like homeschool parents saying, you know, this whole experience of homeschooling has revitalized their own interest in learning. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, we hear that all the time. Like, oh, I had such a rough time in, in school and I didn't really enjoy education, but now I really love it doing it with my, my learners. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that's a huge thing. Like you can rediscover that passion of reading, rediscover that passion of history, rediscover that passion of just math, right? Mm -hmm. 
I, I'm, it's so fun because I'm, I'm teaching my daughter math that I haven't been taught that in like 30 years, 35, you know, 32 years or something like that. Like mm-hmm. I learned this when I was eight or nine and it's amazing to like come back to it. And I actually mm-hmm. feel like my own math skills are getting better because I'm like, it's just, it's unused. It's like a muscle that has atrophied over yeah, time and it's absolutely. fun to like be doing this with her and, and it's almost revitalizing my own love and interest. I was actually telling my friend the other day, I said, man, I've, I've, I've thought about just like diving back into my physics books and just relearning all of it again, because not because I, you know, I I have to, but because my enjoying the learning process with my daughter has revitalized my own passions and my own interests. And, and like, you know, you know what, you know, I'm for, you know, 41 or whatever. I I got a long life left. Hopefully so. Could could I, could I, yeah, knock on wood. Right. Uh, And like, could I have a second career as like, you know, a physics educator? I don't know. Maybe I could go back to school. Like Maybe so. all these like doors are opening and it's like yeah. the watching the curiosity with our daughter and, and enjoying this, you know, this experience of education has really like opened up the doors of my own learning, right? I got books lining the, the wall up here that I can't wait to read about history, yeah. things I've never even, I never got time to learn. It's a new, it's almost like this, like I've, I've become a learner as well going through this whole experience. Which is such a great example for our kids, you know, for us to show that we're curious and we're interested about things. And this is a, this is a great time too, to talk about finding what your kids are really interested in and then joining them there, like meeting them at that level. If Mm -hmm. your kid's just really interested in, you know, Minecraft or something, (laughs) we found some stuff that like our kids were really interested in. We were kind of like, yeah. Again, there's always something interesting to learn that Mm -hmm. you can find out about. Maybe you're not interested in the game of Minecraft, but maybe you want to learn about the business side of it. Yeah. Like that's a big, how did this become, or how did this become a global phenomenon? Or maybe you're really into computers and maybe you don't want to play Minecraft, but maybe you want to set up your own Minecraft server because that's something that interests you. Like the technical aspects of whatever that thing is, find your own, find the own, something that you can identify with, with the education I think is is a challenge for us as educators and us as parents, but I think it's there's always something there for us to right. enjoy. And this is that moment where you can connect with your with your learners, mm-hmm. and that connection is for for us anyway. And a lot of homeschool parents we talk with, that connection is is really core to the joy of homeschool. It's not just that you get this flexibility and freedom to learn what you want, and you know study things that your learner is interested in. A lot of this is about the connection that we have with our kids. Mm-hmm. And you're learning through that connection and you're growing together through that connection, all of that. So finding things they're really interested in is a great piece of that. You know, working beyond, you know, in the other direction, sometimes we may have too much going on, right? Like, like that's kind of how we feel right now. It's like we got a little bit too much going on. Yeah, so scale down. It's kind of like stealing away from our, you know, a couple things are rolling off the plate here, which is nice. And, you know, in another few weeks, another, you know, the basketball will roll off and all of a sudden we'll have a lot more free time and we'll be shocking. And maybe we need to scale things down, like dial things down, dial down activities, make choices on one thing or the other. Right, because what we could find is that if we do too much, we cannot we cannot fully invest in the things that we're doing. So, and that was, I think, part of their story too of, of our friends that, that, you know, if you're going to decide to do something, be all in. Don't be halfway. Yeah, right. 
do it all or, or don't do it. And so we've really taken that to heart because we've thought about a couple of different, you know, extracurriculars we could do for the kids and, oh, you know, so-and-so asked me if I wanted to be involved in this. And, and you've asked me like, do you have the time to really, to really fully invest in that? It's yeah, like, right. you know, I, I really don't. I love that idea. I want to be the kind of person that could go and do that, you know, extra thing and, and be part of this extra group or whatever. But I don't really have the time to fully invest. And if I can't give it my all, then I need to say no to that. Mm-hmm. And so we're really looking at all the things in our lives and, and thinking about like, what do we need to pare down so that we can keep the stuff that really matters the most and then be all in. Yeah, right. Yeah, like we, we talked a little bit about this issue with the the Kanban episode that we put out a, a couple of months ago where, you know, if you're, if you're doing a lot of things and you're not finishing things or you're not devoting yourself to things, mm-hmm. everything's all a half job or even yeah. a quarter job. Yeah. And what we want to start doing is we want to do 100% jobs. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that requires us to kind of relearn our priority list. Like what is important to us? Well, obviously our children are, are important to us. Our, their education is important to us. Um, getting outside and doing things with them is, is important to us. You know, having playing sports may be an important thing. Get, being fit and physical fit, physically fit is, is an important yeah. thing. Having good friend relationships, so getting them together with their friends, doing sleepovers, doing whatever whatever yeah. that is. And then you have all of your own personal exactly. things for your own personal actualization, right? Your own learning that you're doing. You know, I'm in the middle of a master's course right now. It's like, yeah, that's an extra thing. And, and your own hobbies and the things that fulfill you. You have all of these different things on your plate and really kind of, taking a hard look at like, what can you really be fully involved with? And when it comes to something like curriculum, like let's talk about this just in the framework of curriculum. You got a bunch of stuff that you're, you're doing. You may need to pare that down. You oh, may yeah. need to say like, maybe we're doing too much right now. Maybe we should just focus on a couple of things, really dive in, really give it our full energy. And then we can, you know, slowly add, other pieces back in and see if those work for us or Mm -hmm. not because the other thing is if you're so if you're so full with your curriculum and your extracurriculars and all your things you don't have time for those rabbit trails you you don't have time to discover these spontaneous joyful moments which is the other thing that you know as homeschool parents will really tell you about if you're new to homeschooling people will talk about connection with their kids they'll talk about flexibility and they'll talk about the joy of saying we discovered you know, X, Y, Z. And oh my gosh, we spent a week learning about this because we just got all into it. You don't have time to do that if you're on such a regimented schedule. So, or it's so filled up that there's no time for discovery. It's that like that right to be bored. Right. Um, a lot of times we, our kids would be like, you know, they want to just do, you're doing stuff, doing stuff, doing stuff. And they don't actually have that opportunity to kind of live within their own head, make up Mm -hmm. the stories that they have. And, and the creativity that comes from periodically being bored. Like the other day they came down and said, hey, I got nothing to do. What am I doing? I'm like, I don't know. Go play something. Like, let's go play in the living room. Let's get the matchbox cars out. Let's play the marble run. Let's do something. Mm-hmm. And But let's create together. Like, let's. I, wanna, I want you to drive it. What, you, you wanna go play Barbies? Do you wanna go right. do whatever? Like, do you wanna paint? 
like you make the choice. Like I'm sometimes I always, we always make the joke that I feel like I'm a cruise director, right? Yeah. It's like, Hey, we're doing this <laughs> at now. At one o'clock, we'll be doing this. Yeah, uh, no, <laughs> on the Lido deck Ch- for this. <clears throat> Children, join me for lunch at 1215 for a tasty <laughs> scrumptious meal. You know, it's like, <laughs> and, and you know, you don't want to do that all the time and you want them to discover things. Yeah. And then, yeah, she's four and a half, whatever. But like my eight and a half year old, I'm like, Hey, what do you want to do? Well, I don't know. I didn't know I could choose what I wanted to do. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. the idea that, well, yeah, you get to choose like, and that's part of the joy of this kind of life is is them being able to have the freedom to discover things that they maybe didn't even know they were interested in. Exactly. Right. So, so there, there's all these pieces of but but leaving space to be present, to be engaged, to find things that to connect with your learner, and then also to really dive into the community. You know, we've talked about this a lot in the past that homeschooling is not done in a vacuum as much as the outside world seems to think that we chain our kids to our dining room tables. Um, You know, it is about getting out. It is about doing things. But you really need to find that community and then find a way to be involved in that community. Yeah. Right. So if you're going to pour time and effort into. Yeah. Yeah. We're pouring all of our love and energy into our kids. We need to make sure that they're cultivating some great friendships, maybe with some other homeschoolers, that we have friendships with other homeschool parents yeah, right. so that we can have somebody to to connect with, to to engage with. Right. Part of that we can give of ourselves. This is this podcast is us giving of ourselves. Right. Yeah, Doing right. this research and trying to find answers you know or possible solutions to problems and challenges that are people are having and that that's that's why this whole thing was started right mm-hmm. in the middle of the pandemic and people didn't know how to homeschool and we spent I, I spent hours and hours every night just trying to coach people through how to get started and finally you're like we're just doing a podcast so we can help people yeah, right. and this became this real passion for both of us to to help people through homeschooling and to help them find that joy so you know get get out there get involved be active in the homeschool community whether it's a, a co-op and you want to take a you, you don't have to necessarily start a co-op <laughs> you know you don't have to necessarily be a leader but you can really be an active participant we have a we have an all homeschool girl scout troop it's awesome which is great and i'm a leader in it as is as is my friend that that we made this episode about um but there's also plenty of other parents that are there who's like who are like i can't take on the responsibility of leadership but i'm going to be there week in and week out and i'm going to lend my hands and i'm going to lend my support or i'm going to bring snacks or whatever you yeah. know i'm i'm going to be there and i'm going to be there for whatever you need mm-hmm. there's others who are like there and they're on their phones and whatever and they're you know that's, that, okay. that, that's, that's a break for that's, them that's not their and that's, thing yeah. and that's not their thing and that's fine but you know, if you want to really, if you, I think if you want to get the most out of this life of, of being a, a homeschool parent and a homeschool family, give of yourself mm-hmm. and get, get out there, get yourself involved, find a way to give back to the homeschool community to make this even better, whether it's setting up a play date or, or a homeschool walk, or, you know, we're, we're always at our parent partnership. Heck, we're volunteering for all kinds of stuff all the time over there. So, I mean, <laughs> like so, it's just, sometimes it's just hopping on the group chat and telling all the other parents, Hey, we're going to be at the park this weekend. Right. Why don't you join us? And that's, that's as far as much as you have to do. You've now right. created this moment where you've brought people together. Um, you guys get to talk, maybe you guys exchange mm-hmm. some information, maybe Shane's a recipe, talk about homeschooling, talk about the math programs, ask somebody for some help, whatever totally. it might be. Kids are playing, they're having fun. Maybe we'll do a little bit of a, a nature walk and we'll call it a day. And and everybody had a lot of good fun and, right. and you've built that you, those tighter bonds with the people that right. you know. 
Yep. Yeah. And if someone else is setting up a group like that, ask, how can I help? Yep. And it can be small. I'll, I'll bring the snacks. I'll bring the snacks. Right. It can be small, but really give of yourself to find the full joy. It really, it's, it's so cliche, but it's so true that yeah. you really, you get what you get out, what you put in. So get all in, get on the floor. Yeah. These, these Rice Krispie trees ain't eating themselves. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us today and making us a part of your homeschool journey. Please engage with us on social media. Join our Homeschool Together podcast group on Facebook and find us at Homeschool Together podcast on Instagram. We'd love to hear your feedback, questions, and recommendations. Until next time. Happy homeschooling!